0: The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. The current ruling system has falsified history. What if the old world was invaded by another country which is located in a place which we don't know? What if they came here and destroyed everything and then deleted our history and removed our technology? Could this be the reason why There are so many lies in history and science so that no one finds out that they are living in a land which we do not know about. The people in power control the media and the education system in the world and they choose what to report, how and when to report it. Researchers have found evidence showing that history is a lie or a great part of it was fraudulently staged and organized. Let's peel the onion of lies, shall we?
1: You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at VeritasRadio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, Rebounders, Pure Organic Sulphur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick.
0: David Ewing Jr. has traveled to over 2,500 cities and places worldwide And has done much historical research for over 20 years, acquiring great knowledge of world history. And this is a shortened version of his biography, because I would rather let David tell his story himself. And directly from Manchester, England, I'd like to welcome David Ewing Jr. Hello, David, and welcome to Veritas. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Thank you very much.
0: Well, David, I've spent the past few days reading a number of your books, six to be specific, but you have written many more. But there are two common traits yeah. I find most interesting. Number one, history is a lie. And number two, the number 19. But before you address those and you answer those questions, give us your background, your backstory, and how you came to your conclusions that history is a lie. And by the way, for the record, I don't think this will be your last time on this show because I think we're going to touch the tip of the iceberg today.
1: Okay. Okay. Now, when I traveled around the world, um, basically it's around the world, um, I went to many different cities. Like somebody can say they've been to the United States and they can say they've been to New York, but there's so many cities in, in the United States. So um, uh, I always wanted to go to many cities. Um, I don't know why. I like going to cities. So Russia is another big country. Some people have been to two or three cities there, but um, They can say they've been to Russia, but, um, you know, it's like, it's a big place. So is China, so is Europe. So when I was traveling around the world, um, what I found very strange is that in every country, basically, they have different histories. So the thing is, um, wherever I went, um, I noticed um, there was conflicts, local conflicts in many places. And it was all about history. Like, um, the thing is, when I went to China, um, I went to cinema there with... um, uh, with um somebody who 's chinese and um they invited me to cinema We, we were um having a, a meeting it was to do with business but um at that time this is um twenty or twenty five years ago there was not much to do there at, at that time shanghai was um it was in shanghai and in shanghai basically um you know um half the skyscrapers weren 't there so when I went there there was um, a movie there and it was just focusing on World War II. It was basically boring for me, for my standards, and he's just talking about Japan did this, Japan did that, history, this, that. Yeah, so um, I, I got a negative impression of Japan, but then when I'm next door in Japan, yeah, I mentioned it to somebody, and then um, they were turning around and saying, oh, the Chinese have, have fabricated their history, this, that, everything, and I thought, ah, okay. So then um, you're in Korea next door and then um, they turn around and say, "Ah, oh, you know, the Chinese fabricated their history and the Japanese, blah, blah, blah. So then um, when you go to Russia, the Russians say, ah, um, this is world history. This is the correct version. And um, they'll say, um, you know, the Europeans are telling lies. Well, um, they'll focus more on um, Germany because um, Germany is the nearest Western neighbor. And then um, if you're in England, they'll turn around and say the French, the Germans, they're telling lies, etc. So it just goes on and on. Oh, if you're in the Middle East, yeah, they're just going to say, hey, Europe's telling lies, and the West, the Americans are telling lies, and um, things like this. It just goes on. Then you've got the American Indians, they're going to say, hey, um, half the history is a lie. Then you've got the... African Americans, and and um, they're going to say, hey, this history is a lie, that history is a lie, and it, and it just goes on and on and on. And then you turn around and think, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's like um, from 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 what I'd be what what I, what what we learn in school in England or in America or in Australia, it, it, um, you know, people in other pl- places around the world are learning something totally different. So then it, it makes you question. But um, I started questioning when I was young, a lot younger. It's like, um, I, I, you could say Judeo-Christian, you know, that's what many people call it in England. But um, I went to a school, and in that school, um, it, they basically gave you a Jewish background education. Um, um, they called them Oxbridge schools, um, you know, um, schools linked to Oxford University. So I, ha- I, I had a very lucky background Um, for my education. You could practically say it's the best education in Europe or in England. So I studied for for, um, five years there. And um, the thing is, um, history meant meant a lot, even at that time. It was exciting. And then, um, you know, I I read the Bible by the time I was 15. And then um, I was invited to um, read the Quran by um, those um, people from the Middle East, um, when I was 16, and they um, showed it me. And when I read it, um, I thought, hey, this is um, totally re- uh, mentioning a totally different history. So after that, I thought, I'll have a look at Buddhism, I'll, and um, I'll, I'll have a look at the um, Vedas, things like that. I had a look at a lot more, and then I thought, hey, we've got a bit of a mess. And then I started having a look at a few of the histories over the years, um, different countries, and then um, I thought, hey, it's a total mess. Yeah, and then the war in the Balkans happened. Um, You know, Serbia was, um, you know, demonised in England uh, uh, and and in America and in Europe. The Serbs are doing this, that um, in the in the nineties. And so when I first met the first ever Serbian, I met them in Frankfurt. So I met them in Frankfurt, and. he was a, he was just a normal gentleman, but um the thing is um when I met him I just assumed that he um you know that he's some psycho killer or something, you know, because we were told um, you know, in the Balkans the Serbs and um the Russians. So it's like um some type of some type of fear that you that have. And um the thing is um, you know, when he started talking and everything and then he started explaining his point of view and then the history that he was given. So it made me go uh, a lot more into history. And then um, I found a lot more history. And then over the years, I have to explain it to many different people. And so to my friends, especially. And when they keep on repeating asking questions, it gets boring. And then um, in the 90s, um, the Soviet Union collapsed. When that collapsed, um, um, you could practically say half these communist countries and other countries, something big happened in Eastern Europe. And when they collapsed, um, mysteriously we found there's more Muslims in Europe and um, in the world than we imagined. There were um, these Muslim republics in the Soviet Union and in Yugoslavia. And um, a new type of war um, was visible uh, in Europe, um, especially in the Balkans, Bosnia, Kosovo, Albania, Macedonia, Serbia, Croatia. And they were all fighting about religion. And at the same time, um, the war kicked off with the Armenians, Abkhazia, Georgia, Azerbaijan, and Russia, Chechnya, Dagestan, on the borders of Russia, southern Russia. You know, go, going going south, going south of Volgograd, and then there is um, Central Asia, going south from Orenburg um, in Russia. It's like the entire region is entirely Muslim, and um, nobody heard about it while the wars were happening in the 90s. In the Balkans, but there were wars in Central Asia, especially in Tajikistan. and um the, folk, um the central focus people said is from Afghanistan. yeah so the thing is um it came to the public spotlight, so now the thing is inside Russia, something big was going on, yeah that um, many people did not believe the official history, yes, that the Soviet Union suddenly collapsed, and the church was going around saying, "Hey, there used to be a church building over here." So, and um, there was a professor there in Moscow State University. He's a mathematician. He's got nothing to do with history, but he studied a lot of history. And then he noticed mathematical codes in history, and he he turned around and saw... You you mean Anatoly Fomenko? Yeah, Professor Anatoly Fomenko. He's done a lot of work. It's so deep that um, somebody has to have... um, Uh, a a big historical background to understand it. It's like he went through so many original manuscripts and there were many people involved. You could say probably up to a thousand people because um, there were uh, people who were cooperating with him from other universities, from other places in the world, saying, hey, there is this discrepancy, that discrepancy, this problem, that problem with these manuscripts here and everything. So what he did, um, he got all the work together and he showed the duplicates showing um, from country to country, like from France, Germany, Poland, Russia, Austria, United States, you know, Italy, he, uh, um, Turkey, and he showed that um, different nations copied history. And, it, and he showed it, and he showed um, there was a mathematical connection. It's like, for example, if you and me, we sit down and we say, we are going to create the history of Antarctica. Nobody lives here. But um, we'll now build cities here, and we're going to bring lots of people here, so uh, so that then in three, four hundred years' time, the people will actually think that this is history. So, it, so he he showed how nation states formed, yes, and he showed um, you know how they um, just invented the history, and they copied it from an, from the actual uh, from another global history that actually existed, yes. And um, some people call this civilization Tartaria. Some people have decided to call it that because there are some maps from Europe that showed that um, there was a civilization named Tartaria focusing on Eastern Europe and that that had a global impact. Um, But Professor Anatoly Fomenko has shown that this civilization was also, for some people, known as the Kingdom of Israel. Yes? Now, this is something that... um, um, Many people don't realize. Now, the entire Old Testament in the Bible actually um, is copied from that history of the previous civilization, which is only two, 300, 300 years ago. So um, you can call it the Kingdom of Israel, if you want, of, um, which had King David and King Solomon. Now, um, there is people who are from the Middle East who would like to call it the Arabic civilization or the Caliphate. It's their choice what title Tartaria, Kingdom of Israel, or the Caliphates, because it goes through the same history, but um, it's been duplicated all over the world. So there was a, there was a, um, a global one world system just um, a few centuries ago, and it collapsed only about, about two, three or four hundred years ago. Then it started collapsing about four hundred years ago, and then it totally collapsed and um, disappeared only in the last uh, um, two hundred years. Something has happened. Yes. So now the thing is, there is many mathematical numbers in in, in in the forgery of history that you will find mathematical patterns. If you are inventing history, then you will try to make it balance between one country or another to equal it. Same like when you do algebra, something has to equal our balance. So, or if you are doing um, accountancy, um, you know, you've got to show, you know, the money coming in, the money going out. It must balance. Yes, or the Inland Revenue or the IRS in the United States. They're going to come down on you and say, hey, what's going on? This is fraud over here. Yes. So um, the thing is, they used mathematics to balance everything. Yes. Which is normal. You know, if I'm going to invent history, I would like the story to balance. So they used mathematics and they're still using that mathematics today in inventing history for control. Yes. Yes. So now there's many numbers there, you could find the number 7, 11, 33, people are talking about these things. But the thing is, um, when you go into the number 7, it's like the 77, or there's 11, 22, 33. You could say there's 33, but 33 is a multiple of 11. But now a very big prime number is 19. And the thing is, 19 also represents the alpha and the omega. So, uh, this is very important because it represents the Alpha and the Omega. For some reason, 19 stands out more than any other number in in the fraudulent, falsified history. You'll find it in the data of Napoleon Bonaparte, you'll find it in the Crusades, like for example, They say that Frederick Barbarossa um, um, marched from Europe through the Balkans, through Belgrade. He had um, 190,000 soldiers, one, nine, zero, 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 you know, a multiple of 19. So it's like uh, when you see these things, then um, you can figure out where history has been falsified. So um, what I did is I wrote my books in, in a simple way because I noticed that the way that people are writing books, that how we write them, like when you do a master's degree, you have to do um, a thesis in Engl- English, we call it, or an assignment. You do a very big one in, in many subjects. And the way they make you do these assignments yeah, in university for a master's degree it's very good because you have to do the research and you have to show you've got the research skills. But now when you actually write down your thesis, what they've done is that um, people are putting references on the back. Now, instead of references inside the actual thesis, let's say um, when you, you've got a textbook or a book. So now anybody who's reading any books, history books, yeah, many people are not going to check references. And the references always come back to the same historical documents that we cannot even verify in history books. So this is the biggest problem with history books. Yes? Anyway, th- that gives you um, a basic outline of... Um, what I did. And so I made my book simple, yes, so that um, people can go and check things very easily, saying, hey, hey, David's just said this. I can check it in Google in two minutes. So this is the reason why uh, I did my book in that way, so that people can check something. Instead of, um, you know, there's hundreds, thousands of books out there now who are claiming, hey, I've got the truth here, or something. This is very important or special information. But the thing is, you know, people can't check many things. There's so many videos online of um, world history, mud floods, Tartaria conspiracies. And people are going to put photographs there, they're going to show quotes here and there. But um, it, 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 it's, you can't check many things. That um, it, it, It's a nightmare for people to go and check things. So many people are going to say history is a lie, this, that, but they haven't got people thinking, but. As far, um, the way I've written my books, from what I've seen from my, my feedback is that anybody who's read any of my books turn around and thinks, "Whoa, what the hell's going on here? There's something wrong here. That people, people people can just feel it straight away. I, I don't know. Did you feel that straight away? There's something wrong.
0: S- something happened with my uh, my headphones one second, please. Can you hear okay, here we go. Can you hear me okay? Yes, okay, good. I can hear you. Yes, I did, yes. I did. But I'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment, and I appreciate what you just said, that instead of having the the references in the back, because nobody checks them, you put them after yes. almost after every paragraph. But if I'm not mistaken, a lot of that comes from Google searches, correct?
1: Right. I will give you an example
0: now. Okay, but hold on. Now, Be- before you say <laughs> that, I just want to say, Google yes. is known... To completely, I mean, if you if you make any search right now on Google, it's going to tell you, oh, we found yes. 2 billion items. But once you start looking, 1, yes. 2, 3, 4, then in the end, you only see about maybe a few hundred. So how do we know that the links that you included are now being curated by the controllers?
1: Okay. Yes. Okay, now I'm going to tell you something now. So what I have done is this. Like, for example, there is the book with the Alpha and the Amiga code. Yes. Now, the Alpha and the Amiga code. Now, for example, I've put on the scene for September the 11th. Now, September the 11th is a very serious thing to um, half the people around the world who are thinking, what the hell is going on? So now the thing is, um, you can open up a history book. Yes. and have a look at different opinions. So now what I did for September the 11th. Yes. I put down the major, the major news and the major history that that, um, the people in power are showing to the world. Like, for example, what is the New York Times saying? What what is the Washington Post saying? What is um, ABC News saying? What is CNN News saying? What is the BBC? Because this is going to be the official history for them, the people in power. Because this is what they're using now for fact checkers. For example, on Facebook, if it's in the New York Times, and it's been verified by um, a politician in washington dc or the washington post or the bbc or france 24 yes we accept it um if it's by um, somebody else we don't so now official historians in school we're talking about
2: thank you for listening to unlock the full two-hour interview including video formats downloads transcripts exclusive articles and more